Welcome to Haunted Tales. So a while back, I was trying to come up with some ideas for episodes for Wayward Soul Searchers, my paranormal investigation group. And uh, I kind of thought it would be cool to go out and just talk to people about paranormal stuff, um, ghosts, demons, uh, even cryptids, Bigfoot, and the Mothman, Loch Ness Monster. Some people believe, some people don't, uh, but what I found is most people have some kind of story that they can tell you about something that happened to them, or at least something that happened to somebody that they know, a good friend of theirs, or a cousin, or their mother, or whoever. So uh, I recorded some of those, turned them into episodes, and thought I would go ahead and put them into podcast form and um, let people listen to them and this is uh, the very first one that I recorded with a neighbor of mine named Deb and uh, she's moved on since now I don't mean she passed away she moved to a another state so anyway uh, this is her story that she told me Deb was an awesome neighbor she was really into wayward soul searcher stuff uh, when we were doing investigations what kind of evidence we found she was into my bt haunts production stuff the movies that we were making and different episodes of terror craven our top five different things like that but anyway um sit back enjoy this one and uh this is deb first my name is deb well it's deborah but I was Debbie for a long time, and I thought maybe it's time since I'm old to go to Deborah. But all I could hear was my mom saying, damn it, Deborah. And it's kind of funny, right? But no. When I was four, we moved from California to Illinois. When we moved into the house, an old Victorian, I remember walking in, it was dark, and there were some pictures on the walls. There was old food on the table, with on plates. It looked like somebody just got up and left and didn't come back. Didn't bother to clean up, didn't bother to take anything with them. And I think I probably said, why is there old food on the table? I don't know. But it was late. My folks were tired. They said, you guys go find a bedroom, go to bed. Because there were still beds in the bedrooms. So I found the bedroom, I went to bed. It must have been, I don't know, eight or nine o'clock. And at two o'clock in the morning, I woke up screaming. My folks ran up the stairs. What's going on, what's going on, what's the matter? And I was shaking, screaming, saying, the thing's got me. Oh, it's just a dream, go back to sleep. And this probably happened for two weeks every night at two o'clock. In which time my folks got really tired of doing that and they would just yell up the stuff, damn it, Deborah, it's just a dream, go back to sleep. But it was a feeling, a nightmare, uh, I don't know. But every night at exactly 2 a.m., it would wake me up, I'd be in cold sweats, I'd be shaking, I couldn't scream anymore because my folks were tired of it. Um, probably one of the tiredest kids you've ever seen. And it happened for years. I mean, through grade school just about, every night. 
so my folks decided, okay, they're they're going to put my let me see. First they put my sister Melanie in with me and we were giggling, you know, girls were giggling, and all of a sudden, from her being right here talking to me, she is now at the foot of the bed and screaming. The hands got me, the hands got me. My um, dad's brother was staying with us and he opened our bedroom door and said, what's going on? Turned on the light. Melanie is just frightened out of her mind. And they take her out of the room and they leave me in there. <laughs> and it's like, God, no. So, um, yeah, that was an experience. And then they said, well, that can't happen anymore. So they put two twin beds in there and they put my little brother, Jeff, one of the beds and me in the other so we both would wake up at two o'clock they would separate us and ask us questions so we would give them the same story the same nightmare the same whatever so well jeff couldn't stay in there but psh, i'm used to it so i would find a light outside and i would just stare at that light because i knew the minute i closed my eyes it was just and it would be stupid stupid nightmares like the dresser had an axe in the drawer and it was going to chop me up or um, they redesigned my house with snakeskin but they came alive and crawled all over me or the the old comic strip the little king remember that the pointy crown the pointy outfit and everything was well, summertime and i i still remember this the little king was dressed like a plumber and he went down and he planted a bomb in our furnace and our house blew up. <laughs> but it was the scariest thing. And it happened, oh God, years and years and years. The sad thing is, um, I think, not only did the spirit that I know was there affect me, but it also affected my dad, who became mean nasty, ugly, and he always took it out on my sister, Melanie. I think she might have been a target. I don't know. But found out later, well after I had left, first time I went back, my bedroom door was nailed shut. Nobody was going to go in my bedroom. My dad said, enough, he'd had it. A couple years later, I went back and uh, the door was open. The room was empty. It was the brightest room I've ever seen. I don't recall it ever being, having that much sunlight, having that, it felt light. And I said, what happened to the furniture in there? Specifically that old dresser. My mom said, my dad took it out and burned it. And the minute that dresser burned, it's like a light went on in that room. So it was in the dresser. I don't know what happened there. I have no idea what happened there, but that was it. Well. To take that further, remember when The Exorcist came out? Oh yeah. I left halfway in that movie. I just couldn't take it. The hairs on the back of my neck were standing up. I was just scared. Yeah, a lot of people had to get out of there. Oh, my sister saw it. Now we are hundreds of miles apart. They see it, go back to their home. She's in the bathroom brushing her teeth and stuff and her husband's outside in the hallway talking to her. They're having a conversation. It's going back and forth. They're having a conversation. 
And then she asks him a question. He doesn't answer it. So she goes into the living room and says, Jim, I was talking to you. And he said, Melanie, I've been right here the whole time watching TV. I was not there talking to you. So she got scared because she remembered the house and, and that. She went to see a priest. We're not, she's not Catholic. Um, he said, has anything changed? And she said, well, I saw the exorcist. And he said, that would certainly open you up. But what else? And her husband had had a friend over. And Melanie never really liked this friend. He left his baseball cap there. And the priest gave her a Bible, marked the two passages, because she would see people at the foot of her bed. And they would be talking. And she was scared. And he said, as soon as you see those people, read these passages. Just read them. I don't know what they were. Find whatever that person left in your house, take it out and burn it. And she did. And as soon as she burned that hat, they were gone. So I don't specifically look for anything. She certainly doesn't. Last one. We bought an old house in Iowa Park. Iowa Park, Texas, second oldest house in the town. My husband bought this house. We move in, but the moving truck isn't there, so we're camping out in his office. And all night long, I'm hearing doorknobs, footsteps, scratching, and I'm going, oh God, no, not again. Wake up the next day, and I said, did you hear all that stuff? Is somebody trying to get in the house? And he said, I didn't hear anything. Well, I looked down and there were cigarette burns in the carpet. And I said, why are there cigarette burns in the carpet? He said, well, I didn't tell you. Dr. Clark had cancer and he died in the house. No, no. So Dr. Clark actually was in the house and he wasn't evil or anything. When, whenever my husband was TDY, I would hear footsteps, and the footsteps would go down the hallway and check on my daughter, come back to my doorway, check on us, and then walk up the stairs and go to my son's room. What I didn't know, but my son has told me since, he would sit on the foot of his bed and just sit there and make sure everything was okay. And then he would walk back down and everything was fine. Well, we rented the house to somebody, and... Uh, they were getting visits because Dr. Clark didn't really like them. So he would open the doors of the cabinets and take all the dishes out and put them on the counter. And they'd wake up and say, why are our dishes on the counter? And they'd have to put it all away. And uh, we had this old line that went to the garage door. It wasn't a remote. It was, it was wired. And if a bird sat on it, sometimes it would short out and the garage door would go up. And then if it flew off, it would go back down. And uh, one night, evidently, I want to say that's what was happening, but the garage door was going up and down and up and down and up and down and slamming just over and over and over again. And I got a call. Hi, Deb. It's so-and-so. And I'd say, oh, how are you? I always say that. I wish I'd never said that, but how are you? Well, we had a visitor last night. We had a guest over. 
And he was so scared, he broke your antique doorknob off, and we had to take him to the emergency room because he slashed his hand open. I said, what scared him? And he said, the garage door was going crazy, up and down and up and down. And I said, you know, you've had a, you've had a handful of reports, and I know that you're uncomfortable. He said, I am scared out of my mind. I said, well, you can break the lease. We will find someone else to rent the house. No problem. Just And he said, good, because I'm moving today. He, was, he moved that day? He moved that day. He was so scared. And uh, I, I don't know that I attract evil or if I attract good, or but I try. Like you say, you have items. I don't even want to go 10 feet near them. I'm just so certain I will take those suckers home with me. And that's just... Yeah. That's, I, some people do. I don't. I think my sister did. I think my dad turned to the personality who turned to because of that spirit. I think he took it out on my sister. It was just not normal. Right. You don't normally take things out on your kids. You right. don't normally turn into a really ugly person. You don't go from a dad who... Uh, twirls the rope so you can jump rope in the street in a small town to a dad who would just as soon smack you upside the head. Yeah, it doesn't happen that way. I think uh, I think it got to him. You're the house that you were just talking about with the doctor, were you the first ones to move in after he had passed? Yep. Uh, yep. Well, maybe he liked you guys and when you... Well, we asked him because we made some changes to that house. And I said, okay, doc, here's the thing. I need to make some changes here. You let me know if you're okay with them. And we were painting it from dark gray. We wanted a kind of a, a saddle tan. And when we started painting it, they mixed the, the paint wrong and it was turning out to be yellow. And it was so funny because we were in Iowa Park, Texas. It's the Bible Belt. But I had the Methodist minister come over, the Catholic deacon came over, I think two other Baptists and maybe a Presbyterian. I mean, I had religious visitors all afternoon while I was painting. And the deacon finally said, you're not leaving this yellow on the house, are you? And I said, no, they mixed the paint wrong, but it's a good primer. Sure. He says, because I know for a fact Doc Clark would not like that yellow paint. So I think, I think the doc was saying, somebody go tell her that yellow's got to go. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, we, we chopped up some walls, put down new carpeting and things, and that seemed to be the only thing that bothered him. Right. And then he didn't like the renters who were really, they were taking advantage of us. And I think he was just trying to get them out of my house because they were costing us an arm and a leg. Yeah. He was watching out for you guys the whole time. I think he was. I really do think he was. My son got spooked out quite a bit. Um, but... He now is into paranormal stuff. He he loves ghost stories. I was telling you, in his neighborhood, they were out on the porch, and they heard a little girl say, will you come play with me? And they're looking around to find where that little girl was. So you need to, I'll, I'll hook him up with you before yeah, I go. Definitely. He, uh, he can probably, he thinks he sees shadow people, but I think that if there were any, I would see them, and I haven't. You know, you can believe and it can be nebulous. It's yeah. out there, and 
okay, it happens to you for years and years and years, but you don't see it. So mm -hmm. there's always a, a really, yeah. is it just, is it something or is it me? You know, am, am I just a wild imagination? Like yeah. some people say, or, or do I just want to be the center of attention? You know? right. Or, you know, what, do, what is it about you that, but when you, when it's no longer nebulous, when it's maybe not touchable, but it's certainly visible, mm -hmm. it's not just in your mind, you start to say, okay, when it's, when you see it, like when we were in an apartment and I saw a suitcase get picked up and just kind of tilted and it just floated down to the floor and my closet door there and my exit there and I'm thinking how the heck am I going to get there without just passing out yeah because you're afraid you don't know what that was you don't know why that happened if you saw something then you're more than afraid yeah then you're then you're like holy cow well, and you know for for our investigations we do it's usually the next day or even a couple of days later before we actually see or hear the evidence because it's because you're you're filming and yeah, you don't and, know yeah the next day you we'll get home or a couple of days later then i'm sitting in my office and i'm you know just got my headphones on listening to the evps and uh or i'm watching video and i might see something that looks like an orb but there's so much dust you never know but it was different when you're at the investigation and you actually see something with your own eyes and you're in in that moment right now mm -hmm. you know like we've, we i've gotten voices when we were asking questions but you couldn't hear them during the investigation so you're at home now and oh it's really neat now because you're at home and you're like oh yeah. i got a response yeah. but when you're in that moment and every it's real life happening right now like with that shadow person after that investigation everything changed for me as far as i don't know i mean i don't know if i'm more scared i don't know if i'd say that but i'm I'm definitely more aware of like watching, or even apprehensive. Yeah, you're, you're not afraid, but you're apprehensive yeah. because you know the possibility is there at any moment. Yeah, and so you're not really afraid to do it. You're just so darned apprehensive. Yeah, that in the investigations, yeah. you're you know a lot of people when you're living in a house and you hear something or you see something or you're thinking oh something's going on here when you investigate it you're going to find it so you're opening yourself up more to it so it's more likely to our investigations we a lot of them we don't find anything and it is what it is and and some of them we do and you know we we've never called ourselves ghost hunters we call ourselves paranormal investigators there's a whole lot of paranormal yeah and, and yeah. who knows that it's paranormal you know it might be just freaking normal yeah um it could be a magnetic field. It could be blah, 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 blah. I mean, more real than spirits floating about. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know what I believe. I don't know. I just know what happened. I don't know what it right. was. I, I can't just, explain I, it. I can't. I know exactly living for from four years old until well past seven years old. And... It, it changes you physiologically. Yeah. Until that changes, and you might be affected by it more than you know. Right. Until, golly, when I left home, 
it was just such a relief. And then you go back and you just kind of tense up again. Um, but yeah, that that truly, as a kid. Well, I think kids are more open to yeah. it too. I really do. I, I guess it's because kids are more, I mean, they're still learning about everything. They are. And I had a dog named Corky, little um, um, Cocker Spaniel mix, cute little guy, but he was an outside do dog, never came in the house. And if he did, he just stayed right by the front door. He was really trained well. And uh, I think I was like 17. My folks were taking everybody off on a trip. I had to stay because I had something for school. And um, it was really apprehensive. Uh, I wasn't really scared scared. We were in a very small town. Mm -hmm. um, but I said to Corky, I said, why don't you stay in the house? And it was the first time ever he came and stayed in my room. But he would never, ever even go through the dining room before. And he came all the way upstairs and stayed in my room with me all night. I, I know that uh, it was a great comfort. Yeah, yeah. I, and same thing as kids, I think that animals have a, that sense too, they can pick up yeah. different things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I my, hate cats on an investigation because they'll... <laughs> They'll just start staring off in the corner. He's like, "What do you, do you see? A demon?" Oh, <laughs> I have to tell you, my son's cat died. I, I'm sorry. I shouldn't. I shouldn't smile. She was old. I think she had cancer. He had to put her down. Um, but he said to her, "Bo, you can haunt me. It's okay." Yeah. This cat sneezed all the time. Just spewed, sneezed all the time, and. Uh, he was walking up his stairs. His dog Jimmy was on the on the footstool downstairs. And as he's walking upstairs, he hears a sneeze after the cat's gone. And it sounds just like Bo. Weird thing is, he turns around and goes, What the heck? And Jimmy is staring at the kitchen where Bo wow. used to sneeze most of the time. So he goes, and he walks upstairs. And he's upstairs doing something and his wife comes up and says, you're not going to believe this, but I just heard Bo sneeze. So he gave her permission. <laughs> Be careful what you say, because uh, she's there. Well, I always tell people, too, you know, when they start talking about their own home, they said, they always ask me, they said, hey, how do I know if my house is haunted? Or someone will say, and, and I always tell them, I say, do you want your house to be haunted? And they say, what do you mean? I say, because if it is haunted, you start asking then you're opening yourself up to that. And I also have a lot of people that come up and they want us to come investigate their house. And I always say, you know, you think about it first. You know, they say, we've had stuff happen and we want you guys to come check it out. And I tell them, you think about it first because when we come there, we're opening it up yeah. for them to communicate. And once we leave, I said, we're not ghostbusters. And you know, we're not, none of us are priests. We're not coming here to get rid of these spirits, we're coming to see if it's activity going on in your house. And yeah. if it is, yeah. then we can have you, you know, we can hook you up with whoever. But if we go there and we open it up, when we leave, you're going to be stuck with them. So we always tell people, really think about it. If you yeah. want us to come investigate, we'll do it. But it's it's on you if we leave and we've stirred up things. Yeah, I don't think Drew would appreciate that. You can't go down there and be in his house. And <laughs> yeah. even if he asked you, say your mom said no. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. 
I haven't to this day, and I've been doing these investigations for 12 years. I've, I've never done any of the houses we've lived in because I don't want to. And Jen wouldn't let me anyway. Well, yeah, I don't think I, I don't know that I would because I'm just kind of naive that way. It's like, what if? But if it's, if they're bouncing against people yeah. the way they are, Mm-hmm. What's that purpose? Why are they doing it? Are they stuck? Are I always they... think, yeah, I always say it's a, you know, they're trying to communicate whatever it is, and I think most of them they are in, in, in between. I my personal belief is is we're all made of energy. I don't believe in yeah. spirits or ghosts as much as I do energy, and I think that when a person dies, you can't kill energy. No. The body will give out, but the energy is still there, and it may be weak at that point. But it's got to go. It, yeah. it will be released. And it's, where does it go? It, it may go into a tree. It may go into another person and just build their energy up. Yeah. Not like it's possessing them, but give them more energy. Yeah. Or it doesn't make it into anything else, and then it's just wandering. Yeah. I still say the best places that we've ever investigated are old Civil War hospitals. You know, and it could be just a house that they turned into one, because when those people died their energy level was still high. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like an older person passing away and, you know, because their energy is probably not as strong as a, a young soldier, especially Civil War people were really young, they you know, were teens, teens and teens, 20s. Yeah. So they're strong energy and when they pass, they weren't ready to go. No. And, and if it doesn't make it into something else, that's why they're trying to communicate, you know. Well, I kind of hope that it's like when you pass, you just don't know. Yeah. Like, if you're just done. Yeah. And if you're done, you don't care. Right. You know, um, there, I don't, I don't see it. Uh, and if there is the energy that has to go somewhere, okay. Yeah. But it won't be, uh, I don't want it to be aware energy. I want it to just be just uh, yeah. energy somewhere. Yeah. So. <laughs> but it's, uh, it's an interesting life. You know, you think about it. Look with it. Remember it. Say, dang. Look that for all those years. So that was my interview with Deb. And one thing that I'll say during the interview, you could see that she was really trying to remember each detail of the story. And um, it was almost like she was walking through it. You could see in her eyes as she was walking through this house when she moved in as a child and the things that happened to her and uh, you can still see that it haunts her to this day still that was deb and we have many more of these haunting tales episodes coming soon and be sure to check them out thanks for listening to this episode of haunted tales if you liked it share it Also, check out some of our short movies and episodes on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.